Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Camp Final Girls. everyone welcome to another episode that took alicia forever i know i've had a very stressful week so finally you haven't talked to me i've tried when i text you or i message you at work (laughs) she thinks that counts guys it does (laughs) and i did tell you to call me after work and you didn't I know I completely forgot. I was talking to um wait, what day was that? Uh Wednesday maybe or Well, I okay. Remember. So I for- I was talking to somebody. I forget. It was like one of my siblings or something cuz I've so many siblings with birthdays near each other. It's been crazy. You can't keep but- track of them. <laughs> I have eight siblings, so it's like a lot, you know. Holy crap. Like, that's a lot. Eight siblings and four parents and well nieces and nephews I'm just like Jesus too much but um, (laughs) too many people (laughs) it's crazy because the other day my dad um posted this picture on Facebook with like a black eye so swollen that like it was closed I saw that I was like (laughs) what the heck I know and he posted on his Facebook page like bar fight and so I called him I was like dad what the fuck do you mean (laughs) you got into a bar fight he saw isn't that like gnarly and I was like dad you didn't get into a fight that's a joke right And he's like yeah I uh was in my kitchen the other morning and I was getting a cup of coffee and I turned to like just turn around and I slipped on my rug and I went to go put my <clears> hand out and instead of hitting or like stopping myself with my hand I just hit my face oh right. my god I was like gosh dad do you need like life alert or something what the hell? <laughs> because that's happened in two of the residents at my property where I work in the oh last my month God. But they were like old guys so I'm like gosh dad you're already I told my, yeah we told our mom we need to get her that <laughs> yeah it's dangerous because I'm like he could have killed himself if he hit his head hard enough yeah well I mean that's what happened to Bob Saget mm-hmm. exactly and then he just went to bed and never woke up mm-hmm so you never know like how a fall can affect you that's not funny what the fuck but then he also was like super skinny in that picture I was like dang dad did you lose some weight he's like yeah I'm doing the Atkins diet and I'm like he's always doing the Atkins diet (laughs) I know (laughs) my family used to do that like a long time ago but it's basically like me with keto is yeah true (laughs) (laughs) but he's always like mom aren't you on keto (laughs) can I eat something normal (laughs) like shut up because today I got um I don't know if you heard but McDonald's did those adult happy meals yeah I saw that (laughs) so I went to lunch with my coworker. we went to Applebee's and I was sitting there and I was like you know what on the way back from lunch we should go to McDonald's to get (laughs) adult happy meals and she's all you're still hungry I was like no and then I didn't even eat it but I got a toy in it you know (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of kind of freaks me out. Like, have you seen them? 
I just saw like a picture of it, but I didn't see like. So it's like, I mean, it's pretty cool because you can either get uh, like a big Mac or you could get a 10 piece nugget. Oh, uh -huh. but, and then it comes with fries and a drink. But the box, like, it's, it's actually called um, a cactus plant flea market box. What the heck? Like, I was like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and then, like, there's four toys you could get. Mm -hmm. They're supposed to be, like, retro or whatever to make it, like, nostalgic. Oh, uh-huh. But um, it's uh, the main character is called Cactus Buddy. And he's like this yellow guy with like a McDonald's shirt and hat on. Mm -hmm. And he has like dots his eyes, but he has four of them. And then there's, I know it's weird. And what then the, the other characters are actually like, it's the Hamburglar. And oh, uh -huh. But they also have four eyes. I'm like, what? I don't That's understand. Creepy. I'm like, is this supposed to be like Illum Illuminati shit? <laughs> oh my God. That's scary. But I want to research it, but I haven't. But it's like, yeah. it freaks me out. I want to figure out what it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's kind of strange. But that's my story. <laughs> and you're sticking to it. <laughs> Wait, have you watched um Most Important? What the heck am I saying? Have you watched Hocus Pocus too? No. So actually, oh. we were watching the first one because my kids have never seen it. So I told them. How dare to... you! What a horrible mother you are. <laughs> so I told them to watch the first one. We were watching it right now, and then I'm like, "Oh shoot! I'm gonna record, watch the first one, and then we'll watch the second one after." So we're gonna watch the second <laughs> one because I didn't have my kids until. Well, actually, no. Yeah, I got them Saturday, but then they left. They went to my oh. sister's house. Then Sunday, what happened Sunday? There's no excuse. I'm Something sorry, happened Sunday. No did you know that the first Hocus Pocus came out the year that I was born? Wow. That's so crazy to think because I remember watching it as a kid and I never thought like, wow, this is old, you know? Because <laughs> it's like, it was. Yeah. It is. That's so crazy. And it's, it's been so long. I can't believe it. it I know, them 30 years. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. That's a long time. Like, it's, it's crazy to think that it's yeah. been 30, 30 years and then. They still look pretty good, though. All of them. Yeah, I agree. Like, especially um, Bette Midler, I think she looks really good. But Sarah oh, yeah. Jessica Parker, I've never been a huge fan of hers. I don't know why. Like, when, <laughs> when I was younger, I think it's because my mom watched Sex in the City all the time when we were sleeping with her. And mm -hmm. she'd be like, um, you close your eyes, you can't watch this scene or something. And like, <laughs> like, squinting, pretending like our eyes were closed like, <laughs> and I just remember when I got to like teenager age my mom would always be like my thing to tell her if something was ugly and not to buy it was she'd be like Chelsea does this dress look pretty and I'm like yeah for Sarah Jessica Parker and she'd be like so that's enough <laughs> like, that's so funny that was my thing. That was oh my god that's Sorry. funny I don't mean to hate but I don't know wow. <laughs> since I was a kid again <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny I feel like I'm talking a lot. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so I chose a story. Um, you'll understand why. I don't really want to get into my personal life, but oh, uh, no. there's a reason I like. Sounds familiar. <laughs> um, but not just that. It's just I chose it because this happens a lot. You know, not necessarily to this point, but okay, certain you can situations. This part if you want, but let me just ask you right off the bat: Is it um? A story about domestic violence? Yes. 
Okay, so I'm actually really glad you're doing this because I was going to too. Because I don't know if you know that. Well, it's hol- it's October, so I'm gonna start doing spooky stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. This is a good way for us to start out the month because October is actually Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that, but yeah. perfect. So I, because I just listened to a Crime Junkie episode and they were saying that, and I was like, I always forget that October is so. It's oh, perfect okay. that you're doing that. So, yeah, this is a very strange story and it kind of makes me upset. Um, And I'm sure it makes you upset because I know you've heard this story because you listen to Crime Junkie and this is where I've heard it. Um, But so this is a story of the death of Michelle O'Connell. This happened in St. Augustine, Florida. She was a 24-year-old mother to her daughter, Alexis, who was four years old at the time. Many people described her as a very driven person. Um, She did what any mother would do to ensure that their child was taken care of. Michelle had just landed her dream job at a daycare center. Things were looking up for Michelle, but unfortunately, the night of September 2nd, 2010, a disturbing call would be made to 911 by her boyfriend, Jeremy Banks. It was around 11.25 p.m., Jeremy told the dispatcher that he had found his girlfriend, Michelle, on the floor, and she may have shot herself. Uh, he said, please get someone to my house. Please send my girl, my girlfriend. I think she just shot herself. There's blood everywhere. I think she did. Like he wasn't there for it. No. That's so this is claiming. Yes, that's his claim. Okay. <clears throat> and he stuck by it till this day. When they arrived, they had found Jeremy crouched at the bathroom door, clutching his phone. Unfortunately, when the first responders had arrived uh, after... Sorry, where does... Oh, Florida. Okay. Yeah. A little over 20 minutes, they tried to save her and they couldn't. So she was pronounced dead at the scene. According to the police, the bullet that struck Michelle in the head was fired from Jeremy's service weapon, which was a forty-five caliber pistol. And so he was a cop? Yes. The firearm had been ly- found lying next to her left hand, but Michelle was right-handed. It oh, also had... I do remember this story. Okay. It had the tactical searchlight attached to it, and it was on. Detective Jessica Hines was heard on the recording saying that she didn't have any suspicions that it was anything other than a suicide. Jeremy had been drinking at the time of the shooting. A deputy had gone to him and told him that he needed to sober up, basically preparing like preparing him, which was like not what they should have done. No, they should have just taken him in right away. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This whole case was just trash, like what they did. Um, so they were all his coworkers, which is wrong. You should never be there. It should be completely separate department. Yeah. Uh, so uh, instead of making sure they obtained all the evidence to make sure it really was a suicide, so they basically believed him because it was their fellow officer and they um, took it, they took his word for it. So, so and um, I had watched the 2020 special on this and they, they actually said, you should always look as a case as it's a murder. And then you, yeah. you know, 
get all the evidence and then that's where you change your yeah. mind you'd never you know say oh yeah it's a suicide no problem absolutely Don't. yeah but that kind of shit happens all the time yeah so according to the police he had told them right before this happened michelle had broken up with him and she had been packing all her stuff to move out he claimed to have heard the first shot when he was in the garage after he heard the shot, he ran into the house and he heard a second shot, then broke down the door because she had it locked. And that's when he found her on the floor. So why would he say that? I think she shot herself when he heard gunshots and then she's dead on the floor. I think that is just weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that's weird. A, and then also B, like, if she's packing up to leave your sorry ass, like, why would she shoot herself? Exactly. Like yeah, even her own family just was just like, there's no way. Like, she literally just got her dream job. Do you really yeah. think? And she and wanted to mom. leave. Yeah. Wait, so is he the dad of her kid? No. Oh, what happened with the dad? I never saw anything about the dad. They never mentioned the dad. So I have no maybe, idea. Maybe just because she was so young. Maybe he was just young, too. And just Yeah. Was what, what it was. Well, she was 24, and the, the daughter was four, so I'm assuming she had her young, so. Yeah, 20. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty young. Mm-hmm. So they actually basically made a make- makeshift interview room in a squad car, which was recorded, um, and they Why just- Why kind- wouldn't he take him back to the station? That's what I'm saying. I don't know, but that's what they did, and they <laughs> briefly so questioned him- and they and were consoling they him. him or something well yeah because he was the, their like co-worker exactly That's so dumb who cares yeah so during the interview he said he was sitting on his motorcycle in the garage and he heard a pop and he rushed inside and the bedroom door was locked and he was he's sitting on his motorcycle yeah in the garage like, was it on no they just said he was hanging out in there that that was the story that he was hanging out in the garage when this all happened do you honestly think in everything that's in every scenario you have come across that a man gets broken up with that he's just sitting in the garage like nothing happened no he's not gonna just sit there and let her pack her shit to leave him yeah absolutely not exactly And like she's gonna lock herself in the room and kill herself before she leaves like no makes no sense it just does not i this just baffles me that they just believed him right away. Like, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, not really, because sometimes it's super corrupt. Super. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but the, obviously this is not L.A. But, it, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. There's going to be corruption. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get anybody with power. There's going to mm-hmm. be corruption. So. When they told her family that she committed suicide, her mom was just like, there's no way. There's no way that my daughter killed herself. You know, she just did not believe it. Yeah. And her sister said suicide was thrown around right off the bat without any investigation, which that would have angered me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just like, oh, you know, wash our hands of this and let it go. Right. Why? Right. You know? So, um, she was a a single mom that worked multiple jobs, you know, and we're both single moms and we want to take care of our children. So we're going to do everything that we can to do that, you know, and it just doesn't make sense for her to, to take her own life. 
when she had so much going for her and so much, you know, she was ready to let her toxic relationship go and move forward in her life. And wait, you said um, she had multiple jobs. What were her other jobs that she had? It didn't say. It just said she had multiple jobs before she got this other job at the daycare center. So Michelle's family did not believe Jeremy's account of the events, obviously. Um, Her loved one said that she had texted her sister, who was watching her four-year-old daughter at the time, that she'd be there soon. So if somebody was going to commit suicide, I don't think that they would say that. They would just say... maybe she would be like, hey, can my daughter stay the night or something? Or just say, just know that I love you. Well, I I feel like she would plan a way to be like... If she Make had sure exactly, she doesn't come home so she doesn't see. But it. just just wait until you kind of. So I'll talk about like her text messages during, uh, beforehand. Um, they are kind of strange, but I feel like she just had a feeling something was going to happen, because based off of, her whole relationship with him, and she knew that she was going to end it. So I think that's kind of why she said these things to her sister. But I'll I'll talk well, about it a it's little bit fortunate because i okay maybe I'll, I'll talk about it later when you talk about that mm-hmm. so um michelle called her mother hours before she had died left her a voicemail about having breakfast uh with her the following day does that sound like a woman who planned to end her life she's making plans for the next day well I mean, maybe because I've heard of people doing that. Like, I mean, maybe, but uh, it just have it in your head that something bad's gonna happen. I mean, true, I guess. Like the last thought you have of somebody before you find out they did that is like, oh, I can't wait to see them in the morning or something. Yeah, you know. But she had like just a lot of different plans. So I mean, I think to her family, they were just like, "There's no way she had this plan, that planned. She had so many things in her calendar. She just had so much, um, uh, bright." like life in her you know like she had so much um good things coming her way you know it just doesn't so make she sense was living with him where was she planning on going you know like that she was looking she was it didn't say about that but i know that she was looking for a, a new apartment okay. it did say that i wonder like where she was planning on going in the middle of the night after packing up i'm assuming in her parents house because that's what i would do you know if i had nowhere to go yeah so um, her family also had said that she was afraid of Jeremy and she was the victim of domestic abuse in the months leading up to her death. Which and- is, okay, <clears throat> Not I'm not trying to victim blame or anything, but I know this happens a lot. Like women are in situations or men too sometimes. They're in mm-hmm. situations where they're in a domestic relationship a domestic violence relationship and they're trying to leave and it's like if you're so scared of that person you shouldn't go alone and pack up your shit to leave like yeah when um my let's just call her my friend was leaving her domestic violence situation we called the cops and had them be there while she did it because you never know like something like that can like that yeah but i know too a lot of the times women don't want to involve the cops because like mm-hmm. they don't want to get their person in trouble because that's also a part of domestic violence relationships they just don't want them to go to jail or something but it's like always important if you're doing that make sure you have at least a friend or somebody there or the cops mm-hmm. like yeah to delegate so that nothing happens 
especially if you make that conscious decision and you know that you're never turning back, then I would say do that, you know, have yeah, someone there. That was a regular thing for her. Like maybe she always possibly to leave. You know? Yeah. She's like, thought nothing would happen because nothing had before that mm-hmm. extreme. Yeah. So the police were accused of botching their investigation into their own from the very beginning. They failed to test key evidence, including the gun, Jeremy's clothing he wore that night. They didn't download any of his information from his cell phone or take pictures of him at all. So they didn't collect any evidence at all besides the body? Yeah. Yep. And of course, like I said earlier, he continued to deny that he had anything to do with her death. Yeah, so investigators had spoken to two of Jeremy's neighbors, Stacy Boswell and Heather Ladley. Stacy um told the Times that night Michelle died. They heard a man and woman screaming and there was something wrong. She said that there was nothing playful and it sounded like someone ha- was afraid. Um they heard Michelle yell help and there was one gun- gunshot. Then they heard help again. And then the second gunshot. Um, Heather was the second witness, and that's what she claimed to hear. Uh, She told the lead investigator, Rusty Rogers, it was approximately 10 to 15 minutes, and then she heard sirens. And that's why they didn't call. Only two days. That's a long time to wait before calling 911 if you hear that shit going on next door. Especially if you hear one gunshot, I would call right away. Well, yeah, because 10 to 15 minutes doesn't sound like a long time. But, but it, it is, is when it comes to that. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. I feel like if I heard something like that, but then again, like if they knew it was a gunshot, then obviously call. Yeah. But if you don't know what it is, then I could understand because it could be like, oh, what's that noise? You know? Yeah. But if they're yeah. close enough, I don't know. But if you help, on top of that, if you're, if you're hearing somebody say help, that's. Yes, but like that's uh, another thing. If they heard help, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't ever be afraid to call nine one one, people. If you hear that type of shit, you call. You could be saving somebody's life. Mm-hmm. So only like, two days. Hear... I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna ask if you've been watching the the Dahmer thing. Uh, I've only watched I think one or two episodes. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's a very famous case that. I already know a lot about because I've always mm-hmm. known a lot about it. But like his neighbor used to call nine one one on him yeah all the time, and they just wouldn't come out. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Yeah, and like they literally <laughs> let that little boy like they helped him back into the Gave apartment. I'm like, yeah, I would if I was those cops, I would feel horrible. Like you literally murdered I know, that child. They didn't, they didn't really care, and they won awards for bravery or some that's shit. So like, gross. Horrible. Sorry, sidetrack. Go. Okay. Only two days after Michelle's death, Dr. Frederick Hobbin, who was the medical examiner, he officially ruled her death a suicide. Hours leading up to her death, according to various interviews, which I'm was- sorry, too. Another thing, which I'm sure you'll talk about this later, but how do you commit suicide and shoot yourself twice? Not only that, but how they say she did it is impossible. I'm sorry. It's just impossible. If you're going to do it, there's easier ways yeah there's easier ways you're not gonna shoot yourself once and be like oh no help and then do it again yeah like what exactly it's just it's insane this whole i uh yeah 
So basically they got a timeline of uh, her night. Michelle and Jeremy attended a Paramore concert that night at oh, the St. I know. Oh. <laughs> they went went to the St. August- Augustine Amphitheater and Jeremy told detectives that they were arguing before, during, and after the show. During the interview with authorities, Jeremy told them they did not get along and they fought all the time, but it was never bad fighting. It was just arguing. Yeah. Michelle's sister said that she had wanted to break up with Jeremy that night and her family said that there had been whispers about verbal and physical abuse with the relationship on both sides. So apparently it was both of them. Could have been. This seemed to be very a very toxic relationship, and in my opinion, she wanted to get out and she had enough. Her sister said that Michelle had told her also that they were going to have a fight because he would want to go out after the concert and she didn't even want to go in the first place. But um, she knew that Jeremy was rageful and knew in her heart that something was going to happen. Jeremy continued to deny ever hurting Michelle and even the night of her death and was never charged with any crime. So basically, their entire relationship, there was no documentation of any crime. So there's no way for them to say this happened. Because a lot of the times, victims don't want to call the police. Because, like you said, they don't want their person to get in trouble, but they want it to stop. And they're like, isn't 22, you know? Isn't there that thing called, um, what do they call it when? Yes. And that happened that I I think that's true in a lot of this type oh, of relationship. For sure. And like when she finally gets the strength to leave, it's like that angers your um abuser. Because he doesn't want to let go. Lose the control over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, Michelle had lunch with her sister earlier in the day and she talked about looking for a new apartment and ending her relationship with Jeremy that night. Even though she was planning to break it off with Jeremy instead of canceling so on that him. why she asked her sister to watch her kid or was it strictly just for the concert or was she like, no, I'm going to end things tonight. So like watch probably both, probably both, which because- if I were my sister, if I were her sister, I'd be like, okay, no, I want to be there or have our dad there or have whoever there because he's probably going to lose his shit on you. Well, see, the thing is they went to the concert and then they went home after. So it just seems like. Well, and maybe also her sister's probably like, yeah, I've heard that a million times. And I'll also mention her brother was at the concert with them. So it was just the three of them? No, he went with his girlfriend. So it was like two couples. Which, if that was a situation, I would tell my brother to come with me. To, Absolutely. Right? Like, hey, after He's concert, already with me. Know. Exactly. Yeah. Unless she didn't want, like, her family to, like, see no, that. Because yeah. that does absolutely. happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So that could have been another thing she didn't want to get them involved. Uh, I know. And I get it. Again, I'm not trying to victim blame, but I'm just saying, like, for real, this is why you bring somebody with you. And I understand not wanting to, but it's, like, your safety over your your pride, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. Um, so she didn't want to cancel. Um, so she decided to just go because she already bought the tickets and, um, but her sister was concerned because of all the violence and how the relationship had ended up turning. Um, so 
Chrissy, Michelle's sister, said in true Michelle fashion, I paid for the tickets. I'm going. I'm breaking up with him. I'm starting my life over. She said I'll be fine. <laughs> That'd be so weird. I couldn't like go to a concert with somebody just knowing, oh, I just hate you and I just want to leave after this. You know, that would be so hard to even try to act normal for that night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she uh, so the brother said that he was very withdrawn at the show uh and he was like this is what he said to him he said hey do you mind scooting over if you're not gonna have fun at the concert with my sister i'm definitely going to oh so oh uh, yeah imagine too like going to that with your sister and like seeing how miserable they both are and then just never getting to see her again That's yeah that would be your last experience with her yeah you know yeah. so this is where I talked about earlier. She was sending strange messages to her sister during the concert. So this is what she started to say to her sister. She said, no, for sure. It was her. It came from her phone. So I let's assume the brother saw anything weird. Where he's like, well, let's assume that she, it was her because the brother was there. So I'm assuming if anything like that happened, maybe he would have noticed. So this is what she said. Promise me one thing. Lexi will be happy and always have a good life. So that was the first message. And then her sister said, promise what? Promise you what? And then she says that no matter what, Lexi will always be safe and loved. She's like, what's going on? I'm scared. Then she said, I'll be there soon. But she would never be there to get her daughter. So... I think she knew. Yeah, like I said, the fact that she knew something could happen, it's like, uh, then bring somebody with you. That's so sad. Like, the fact that you're willing. I, hell, I would be like, I'm just not even going to get my stuff. I don't care. Like, if I mm -hmm. really thought I was going to get murdered and I'm, like, concerned about my child. But maybe she wanted to deal with it on her own because maybe she didn't want to put her child in danger, too. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was, too. And just not wanting to get her family involved, like I said earlier. I mean, that's a lot of times what happens is a lot of people don't tell them everything. You know, they tell them yeah, just very little. cryptic and, like, weird about it. You know, it's like. I think she just wanted to make sure that her daughter was okay. You know, because that's usually what happens is that they make sure their children are okay. And yeah, they don't really. Your child is going to be okay is for you to live and be able to raise them. Yeah, it, I mean, unless you're in that situation, it's hard to really say, you yeah, know. Which I've never been in because I just can't imagine being in that situation. But I mean, I feel like a I lot of women have probably thought that way and like, oh, I would never be in this type of situation. Yeah. I, I would never. Oh, for sure. And then they meet and some then the, yeah. weirdo who's not even that great and they just fall head over heels over them. And it's like, it's like weird. what? I don't know. It's some kind of like psychological thing. It is. It is. And it's it's crazy. Like it nobody can understand. I don't even think psychologists can really understand. No, because I mean I have dated guys where I'm like, what? I let that guy do what to me? But just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. So Jeremy just uh he told the police that they were on their way home from the concert and Michelle had told him that she would have all her stuff out by the weekend. Then he asked her if they were breaking up, and she said yes, and he yelled at her, all right. He said they argued when they got to the house, and then they were fine. 
According to Jeremy, Michelle was inside the house while he stayed outside with two friends. At one point, Michelle went outside to grab a makeup bag from the car and quickly... Just random friends? I guess just some of his friends. I'm assuming, yeah. So then she just... Did he have verification that they were actually there? No. Or that it was just the story he was telling? Just the story he was telling. (laughs) Yeah, so he said after that, she went quickly inside. After 10 to 20 minutes... The friends had left and he was alone in the garage and that's when he heard the noise. He knew exactly what happened and ran inside. Deborah Maynard, a former St. John's County Sheriff's deputy, was one of the first to arrive and that's uh she questioned uh what she was hearing about what happened on the scene. Yeah. Wait, why wouldn't they ask those friends he supposedly had there? Like, why wouldn't they be like, like I said, they didn't, they didn't even investigate it. They didn't investigate it as a murder. They just assumed it was suicide. It doesn't matter. Even if it was a suicide, you still have to investigate it to make sure that's what happened. Like, hey, can you confirm that this is what happened that night? Like, that's just weird. They wouldn't even question those eyewitnesses that were supposedly there that night. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So immediately it was as if they took his word that she shot herself. They were told it was suicide. It was automatically a suicide. But in their training, they have to say that every scene is a homicide until proven otherwise. But they didn't. So she was actually later fired from the job for untruthfulness, but Ooh. not the sheriff. That <laughs> Yeah, the first one on the okay, scene. Yeah, but it wasn't because of this case. It was because she refused to lie about another case. So she already knew there was corruption and she was probably just like, no, I'm done. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was Mm -hmm. like, yeah. So he actually gained access to the report during the investigation, which is very unethical. And he read through it. Like, that's like, you can't. I thought police reports were public record. So I think they were in the middle of it. So, and he's not supposed to have it. In the it. middle of what? The investigation. I thought that they didn't investigate it. They were still investigating something. Something? Something. He had read it and he shouldn't have. So I that right that, there. Because I've le- read tons of police reports. I thought that they were public knowledge. Not, probably not in the beginning. Probably after it's done. Oh, okay. So a lot of people in the department admitted to having doubts about what happened, which right there is like, hello, well, why didn't you freaking speak up? I guess because he's a cop and he probably knew so? people higher up. I am that's what I I'm assuming. Know. That's just so dumb to me. Mm-hmm. So who the, who the fuck cares who you are? You could be the queen of England, but it, I'm sorry. God rest your soul. Queen of England. But mm-hmm. if you murder somebody, you should still be investigated. Exactly. So the sergeant, Scott Beaver, he worked on the case and he said that's this was Beaver's dad. Beaver, like a beaver. I know that's what I just said. Just oh. <laughs> you know, have to yell at me about it. I'm like, it's not Beaver. <laughs> well, that's not what I said. <laughs> it sounded like it. So he worked in the homicide unit for a few years and he said it didn't add up, um, but they didn't investigate it like they should have. Uh, David Shore, or yeah, uh, I think that's his name. (laughs) 
<laughs> he was the sure. We'll yeah. <laughs> he was the St. John's County Sheriff, and he later admitted that the department mishandled things during the investigation. And I'm... they yeah. And they did not to talk to any potential witnesses in the neighborhood. And they did not interview Michelle's family and they did not isolate Jeremy. They did not interview him. They didn't photograph him. They did nothing like they should have. Yeah. Another thing that they had found, which was kind of interesting, they found pills in her pocket at the time of her death, but they belonged to Jeremy and none of them were found in her system. All of the pills uh, didn't say, or I didn't see like, um, but all of the pills were accounted for. So I feel like obviously that was a setup. I mean, they should for have what? known like that she was trying to kill herself. But then she's all, I got pills in my pocket or I have a gun. <laughs> but think about it. You're caught in an act and you're not thinking straight. And you're like, oh my God, I got to do something to make it seem like she's trying to commit suicide. So yeah, let me do pills. Let stop. me do it, but that's that's what I'm saying. He probably wasn't thinking. Think about it. This thing was not planned. It's something that just happened, like, because she he wasn't expecting the breakup, you know? So I'm assuming that's in his mind, because I believe he did it, um, that he's like, oh, let me do this to make it seem like she was trying to commit suicide. Let me put pills here. Let me do this, that. Let me make it look like it, you know? But just everything just does not add up, and it just angers me just how this thing turned out you know so they had asked jeremy how does he have his firearms at his house and he said they were not secured well and you know they're supposed to be secured like in a lockbox, not loaded and he said it wasn't so uh four months after her death uh david asked state investigators to take a fresh look at the case because of pressure coming from her family the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. I'm surprised there wasn't like a public outcry too. I'm sure there was. I'm assuming. Or maybe not because nobody even knew it happened because it kept true. True. Maybe just probably people close to her. Yeah. So uh, investigator Rusty Rogers was assigned to reevaluate the case. In the investigation, that's when they interviewed those two women. And that's when they were saying um like their accounts of what happened and then her mom says if she was suicidal and trying to kill herself she's not going to scream for help although you never know i guess maybe there's been some instances that they were like oh my god what did i just do maybe i don't know no why would she do it twice then exactly so it doesn't make sense like if she regrets the first one and she's scared and she doesn't know what's happening then she does it again yeah and she's saying help. Yeah. If she's saying help and say she say she was trying to kill herself and she says help because she's like, oh, my God, what did I just do? She's not going to shoot herself again. She's right. going to be like, oh, my God, I imagine, made a mistake. Like, imagine trying to shoot yourself and you miss or it doesn't work and then you have to do it again. Just doesn't make sense Wait, at all. OK, but did they say at least like each bullet, like which where it went like where did the first one go that she was able to shoot herself again supposedly uh, i believe there was only one shot in her mouth like so the other one like she just completely missed. yeah it was a miss supposedly. yeah so uh they actually also interviewed you her- missed your own head 
I exactly I don't know <laughs> okay and just the way so they I'll talk about this later yeah. what yeah you know so they interviewed her daughter and she was five years old at this time <laughs> they just interviewed the daughter. yeah I just picture my daughter like I don't know <laughs> so <laughs> she's making up a complete life so she said he was a very bad person who fights with her mother and she saw him hit her mom with the belt one time and she heard her mom say stop, but he wouldn't. So that was what yeah, her account was. like putting your kid through that too. That sucks. So have your kid watch you go through that. Yeah. It, it's it's, it's tough. It'll, it'll affect them for the rest of their life for sure. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy told Rusty that he had only put hands on her once to restrain her after she charged at him. So remember when I said earlier that they were both toxic? So it's possible that she did do that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she did. Like, I'm not. But it was probably more times him than it was her. Plus, he's a man. Because they also have you heard of have you heard of reactive abuse? Well, yeah, a lot of people try to defend themselves like my friend I was talking about earlier. Mm hmm same thing she tried to defend herself all the yeah time, but didn't make the situation any better obviously mm-hmm. so they actually um had a crime scene reconstructionist with four decades of experience they performed a field test of what could have happened if she shot herself or if she was shot by someone else and the shell casing um how they landed in the test showed that it was a homicide yeah I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. So following the investigation, um, he, Rusty, the in, the new investigator, presented the findings to the medical examiner, Dr. Hobbin, and according to the interview that he gave to reporter Anne Schneid, Schneid, wait, Schindler, Schindler, yeah, <laughs> I'm all Schneider. Schneider. That's <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Hobbin came to believe that Michelle's death was probably a homicide. So he amended the death certificate, and but he did not officially file it. Weird, wow. right? Yeah. So he, even though well, he amended... I'm going to fix this, but I'm not going to tell anybody I got it wrong the first time. Exactly. So he <laughs> basically changed it only internally. He didn't file it with anybody, not even the that funeral director. Like that action in and of itself is illegal. Yes. Like you're chasing, changing a cause of death from so suicide he, to possible homicide, and you're not going to tell anybody about it. Yeah. So he only uh, gave it to the state attorney. That's the only person that he sent it to. But um, it was never officially amended because he was told by the state attorney while the investigation continued. <laughs> so he was told to hold off on filing by the state attorney. Why? Uh, I don't know. He. And then not only was he told to hold off, but he was reprimanded because he had kept the documents at his house, which is Uh, a no-no. Yeah. Yeah. So a new medical examiner came in and he was consulted, but he said he believed Michelle's death was a suicide. And his name was Dr. Predrog Bullock. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. (laughs) schneider schindler <laughs> wait like schindler's list i think so yeah it looked like it's spelled like that mm-hmm. 
So Sheriff Shore <laughs> and Shore and Jeremy pushed back at Rusty's finding and were they were just like, uh-uh, that didn't happen, which is like ridiculous. So he actually wrote a hundred and fifty-two page review of the case. Which, Whoa, that's a novel and a half. Yeah. So it was basically a positive assessment of his department. He ridiculed the field test, saying because it was an open field and it didn't take in account the variables at the scene, like the ceiling, furniture, just, you know, everything around, which kind of makes sense. But still, at the same time, I feel like they did get a good review like of it. They're supposed to do the test in the actual room. But it happens. Or just reconstruct it. That's usually what they do is reconstruct the whole room. You know, they're supposed to take pictures of everything and then reconstruct it. Really have money for that. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so Jeremy filed a lawsuit against the FDLE and Rusty, claiming he he was detained for the purpose of his investigation and he was um they had violated his civil rights. Uh, special prosecutor Brad King, a state attorney from the nearby district, was tasked with investigating the case. But he broke the news to Michelle's family that his office would not be moving forward with the charges. He basically said there was not enough evidence, and so they uh, basically pushed the family aside. Because, like maybe if there was more, like, uh, record of the domestic violence throughout the whole relationship. Yeah, maybe you know, mm-hmm. like, but see that that would be more believable. I believe if that if any call was made at any point of the relationship, then they and, would believe that like that she friend, was murdered. Like I said, like she refused to call. Ever. Yeah, like she would have us call and then the cops would go over there and then she would say that's not true that's a lie he has never put his hands on me i'm like yeah why 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 it sucks fear i think that's my assumption no, but like they she told us to do it and then when they got there maybe she just wanted to scare him this get him to stop and and didn't think that it, you know the repercussions you know scary scary it is so in june of 2016 michelle's body was exhumed uh five and a half years after her death her family had her body exhumed and asked dr william anderson a forensic pathologist and former deputy chief medical examiner for orange county florida to examine the original autopsy and then do a second one but like a body that's been decomposing for five years like doesn't matter they're still gonna have you know, like if there was any injuries and anything else. Five years later, well, like just if wait. a body's even okay. So just wait till because I don't know if you remember this part of it. Uh, so they did an X-ray, um, like a new X-ray, and they also did looked at the original autopsy, and after they exhumed her, he found that her jawbone was broken in two pieces. So that indicated that there was a fracture. But it wasn't in the original one? No. So, um, yeah, this was like a very shocking thing for them. Um, but what they said was it happened prior to her getting shot. And usually there won't be any bruising if they die right away. And that's why she didn't bruise that's why they didn't think anything happened there was bruising on her eye but they said it was from the kickback saying like um 
he hit her and then shot her. Yeah. So he must have hit her with such force with the gun to break her jaw because it wasn't the gunshot because her the gun went through her tongue. There's no way that it broke her jaw like that, they said. Huh. Yeah. So um, some of that. So basically, the police believed like the corrupt ones believe that he just was saying this because he was getting paid for it. But he said it's not true. It was pro bono. So news of the fracture was brought into question the work of the original med- medical examiner. Um, so they, the fact that it was left out was very like kind of crazy, you know, either or he just didn't do a deep enough investigation yeah, of it. You're like an autopsy tech or whatever they're called and you don't notice a fracture on a jaw. That's weird. Or he just kept it out of the report. But why? Corruption. Yeah, but like it's anybody could look at that and be like, uh, sir, did you not see this? Are you dumb? Well, that's the thing is there's so many corruption during this that. Yeah, but like, uh, it's they kept that, it. Like, literally, somebody could just look at it and be like, what? Yeah. Did you miss that? Unless it's to a point where you can't really tell right away. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know how to look no, at x-rays, but... No, yeah. If that's your job, you would notice that, period. No, I'm saying other people. Like, if other people look at it... I, yeah, I, don't, I didn't see a picture of it, so I don't know. at it, I'm assuming... I'm saying, like, no me and you, like a normal for. person. Well, yeah, but, like, people who are looking at it, like... But they didn't give out the information. It wasn't in the report or anything, so they kept it. Why? Autopsy report. They either kept like, it... Knowledge. They either kept it... Or he didn't like really look, you know, Crazy, which is like, it, yeah. Autopsy reports, police reports, it's all public knowledge. Like, why was mm-hmm. that hidden? Corruption. Because, like, why was her family like, no, I want a copy of this right now. And then I would take it and go have somebody who knows what they're looking for be like, what do you see in this shit? Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. Yeah. I agree. Like, think about it. Like, think about Kobe Bryant. Like, his stuff came out and everybody got to see it. Yeah. What, a year or two years later? Mm-hmm. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. If I were her family, I would be like, I want that report. I know I'm allowed to have it. It's public knowledge. Give mm-hmm. it to me. Yeah. But, I but like I said, it wasn't in the report. So they, maybe they did get no, the report. No, you can ask for it, though. No, I'm saying it wasn't in it at all. I they, know, but they I didn't... would ask for the autopsy report and take it to somebody and have them tell but me what, what you think it happened. But I'm saying he wrote stuff down and if it's I not know, in there... Woman, you're not listening! No, if you take the x-rays that they took... That's what I'm saying. Oh, I thought you meant like the report itself. I'm like, All uh, of it. I would take all of it. Give me the x-rays. Give me the photos. Give me the everything and I'm gonna go take it to yeah. my own expert. Well, yeah, so that's what they're trying to do now. Five years and later? They probably couldn't, I'm assuming. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know this. <laughs> I'm not an investigator. I'm, I'm really sorry, sorry people. <laughs> I'm so, so they actually, so 2020 actually did the gun demonstration in a replicated room where she died. So the police believe that she had shot herself with her boyfriend's gun. Um, but with the fracture, like what happened to her before she died? 
So the primary concern is what does the actual evidence show and what does the gunshot wound to her mouth that put a hole in her tongue but didn't do any damage to her teeth, to her gums, to any, to the soft tissue, like, you know, it would have destroyed if there wasn't enough force from the blast to break the jaw. There would just be way more damage with if it was the gun, like the gunshot. So the only explanation that they could see that was reasonable is that there was another force, a blow to the chin, that broke the mandible prior to the time of the gunshot wound. Uh, Dr. Anderson said his findings that there was blunt force trauma to the chin that rendered her at the some, some degree impaired her mental status from the blow and that the gun was in her mouth and discharged, and that the gun blast from the muzzle did not cause the fracture. So basically, she had a blow to the chin, and the gun inside would would just explain. So I'm sorry. Are they trying? Are they trying to say that she put it the gun in her mouth and pulled the trigger? Yeah. Well, then how would that not break the jaw? Like if you're going like huh, and you shoot like that. Force... But it didn't break her jaw though. How? the the bullet went through and it just how wait but you're saying it came through well, i don't here know or here all i know is it went through her tongue so i'm not sure if it was here or like in her mouth like that in her Did. mouth or under her chin yeah either way they said there's no way that the bullet how it went through would not break her jaw like that it's a blunt force trauma that broke her jaw like that so uh so basically she must have been hit really hard and think about it cops have a lot of strength because they have to so imagine him hitting her with the gun with such force to cause that and then he shoots her right away he knocks her out by doing that and then shoots her but he didn't knock her out if she was screaming help well i mean like knock her to the point where she can't fight yeah so yeah he said well, he was probably like shut up and smacked her with it he said it is possible though in some cases that a shot could split the jaw but he said he does not believe that this is the case for for this situation um jeremy's attorney argued against that and said if o'connell had been hit you would see bruising and then dr anderson did she have bruising anywhere else on her body like no from any of the domestic violence nothing mm-hmm so that's when the doctor had said, if you die quickly enough, you will not have any bruising. And he said he's conducted 8,000 to 9,000 autopsies over oh, yeah, his career. Especially like, because bruising is just blood rising to the surface without mm-hmm. like a cut or something for the blood to go somewhere. So if you get shot and your blood's just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So basically today, both of the doctors that examined it mishandled some of the components of the investigation not the new one but like the other two um so it happened it was looked at three times yeah so her her family had gotten that other medical examiner to do it the other two were through the police department yeah and they yeah so they both obviously mishandled the whole situation uh dr hobbin um was called out for poor record keeping because he failed to document the jawbone so like i said earlier he didn't put it in the it at all yeah so he must have known about it and didn't put it for some reason 
Um, and then the judge found that Rusty had probable cause to de- detain Banks and he dismissed the civil suit against him. So uh, they actually wanted to assign a new prosecutor to the case, but um, the Florida governor did not appoint a new one before his term ended. So that kind of like screwed them over. So that's basically it about that story. But I know you heard about this one kind of involving somebody looking into her case. I don't know if you've heard about this one. What? (laughs) So basically the story is done with Michelle. I'm done talking about her. Okay. Okay. But an amateur sleuth was investigating this themselves. And no, is Ellie wash talk. Is it? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So any names in that story. Yeah, so they, yeah, I'm (laughs) sorry, people. I'm so bad at saying names. Um, Yeah, so her death was suspicious because she was doing her own research on the O'Connell case, and she was actually finding a lot of things, you know, which is kind of crazy. But she was found shot to death by um, her teenage son found her in her condo. It was like by her teenage son? No, like she was found. She was found by her teenage okay. son, like she was shot to death. Um, so the St. John uh, Department turned the case over to a different county, which obviously, because they already corrupt, uh, because of the connection. So they have this classified as a homicide, but it's still an open case. They don't have any like information on who did it yet. So, yeah, it's pretty sad um well and it's to think that like if that if she got killed because she was investigating that case it's like you're really gonna kill somebody instead of like admitting okay we fucked up in this case and it was this cop that did it like that's sad yeah so i feel like they were getting so close to cracking something to get jeremy like caught that this person was like nope we're gonna kill this person instead which is like again it's crazy you're gonna be like no let's just kill this person who's trying to help solve a murder Mm -hmm. possibly instead of just admitting that our department was wrong and that one of our cops killed their girlfriend hold on well because it says gender non-conforming person so i guess they weren't i mean is that considered trans no so that then how means that they they're a they or a them oh okay so i'm sorry they're not trans they are maybe just non-binary yeah, just... so anyway that's my story about michelle and l ellie <laughs> that's a crazy ass story that i heard before. wait but you didn't say okay i thought correct me if i'm wrong but i thought this was a story where they were they were trying to say that she shot herself like with the gun upside down. Oh yeah, I didn't say that. Sorry. That was like the most important part. Well, of why that, didn't right? you say that? <laughs> if you know, you're supposed to talk. Because I thought you were like, oh, well, I'll talk about that later. That's what you kept saying. <laughs> you well, talk about it. I know. That was, like, I, the most important part, I thought. It was. 
because that's how I remember this case is that they're like literally she would have to have been like this and how would she pull the trigger if it was yeah. like that I remember that well you could have said something woman when I didn't say it <laughs> I kept on it thinking it was coming up because you kept saying well I'll talk about that later and I was like I was gonna say it early on and I was like I'll wait until you bring it up because I'm pretty sure you will and then you did it. oh my oh, god Alicia that's why the rest of the month I'm doing spooky shit because like it's a little this was a lot though this had so much information that like I know I've heard this case before yeah so like it was freaking a lot man it was hurting my brain yeah, you should try doing the multi-part series. I, yeah, I don't know how the hell you did. I will <laughs> never, you will never, you will oh, never, girl, shit, you will that, never that see me do that. No, maybe if we become bigger and stuff. Oh, maybe, maybe if that's all we're doing, yeah. All right, okay, thank guys. you, everyone. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you I listening. Know. Hopefully, uh, you guys are ready for some some spooky stories because it's october i know but it's good like i said to add this at the beginning because it is domestic violence Mm -hmm. awareness month too yes and it's very important because just know that you're never alone and you know you could always get help there's always people out there that especially will be willing to help to leave like Mm -hmm. get help because yeah it could go south so quick and just it could be the end of you and it's sad yeah really sad like cases like this yeah so you don't want to end up like this case no absolutely not it's very sad especially because justice will probably never happen Mm -hmm. i mean maybe god is taking care of him right now yeah hopefully i'm sure he's still alive (laughs) god will take care of him yes one day that's what i bet okay Okay, bye guys. All right, bye guys. Thank you.